Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grind Season. Uh, this is Anthony Sane, one of the co-hosts of the Grind Season podcast, which you can hear on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm here with my guest host and good friend, Jason Smith, of the Jason and John Show, which you can hear on 92.9 FM, Monday through Friday, from 11 to 2 p.m. They are, of course, a Odyssey station. Jason Smith, what is going on with you today, brother? Same doing very well on this Thursday night. Looking forward to your segment with us tomorrow at 11. Yeah. 25 on 929 FM ESPN, like we do every Friday, bro. Yeah, how are you? That'll be some good stuff. I'm good, man. Fresh off of uh, a heartbreaking loss for the St. Dominic Suns tonight. Uh oh, my son's son's third and fourth grade basketball team. Uh, we had a tough loss against St. Anne, whose coach was uh, 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 looked like a four foot 11 Darvin Ham was the coach for uh, St. Anne. Shout out to that brother, real high energy, a little bit. If doing the most was a person, was a coach, that's who the coach was at St. Anne. Shout out to their brother. He pushed his team to he, – he motivated his team to a victory. Like, he wasn't joking. Like, he was going off about everything the kids was doing. But uh, shout out to uh, my son, Gabe, your son, CJ. You guys wrapped up your season. Uh, we guys, we're just starting ours. Uh, and the Memphis Grizzlies, the team we cover, are in full swing. And there's uh, 20-something odd games left. Uh, we're going to talk about the last – game that we saw, which was the Houston Rockets, a big win against Houston Rockets, um, a team that's kind of age-wise not much younger than the Grizzlies. Um, they're the second youngest team in the league. We're the fourth youngest team in the league. We're going to talk about what's the difference, why are we so good, and why are they so bad? <laughs> we'll talk about the Houston Rockets today real quick, uh, as well as uh, their next matchup, matchup against the Denver Nuggets coming up on Friday. Uh, big game against the number one team in the West. The team is yeah. just beat. We'll talk about that. Uh, uh, secondly, uh, news we definitely can't avoid. We definitely can't skip over. Uh, we're going to warm up a little bit before we get to this one. Uh, we're going to talk about the news of uh, John Morant. More information uh, coming out about the case we already, the situation we already know about with him having an altercation with a 17 year old in a basketball game in his house, as well as uh, uh, a new case that has been brought to the public uh, concerning Ja having an altercation with uh, a mall security guard employee uh, in the mall. Uh, I know what you did last summer edition of Ja Morant is what we're going to talk about. Um, This kind of, hopefully this is the final conversation we'll have. It won't be because you know, there's probably more to this uh, as just as all these things uh, start to get ironed out. Uh, We'll talk about that. Um, and finally, we'll talk. We'll also talk about good news for John Morant that came out as well. 
uh, concerning him and Powerade, uh, him being an endorser for Powerade. We'll talk about that as well. And we'll wrap up the show quickly, uh, doing a quick rest overview, taking a look at the teams that made a major move at the trade deadline, uh, where you're talking about the Suns, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Mavs. Just take a look at how these teams are looking uh, so far. Uh, but back to what we said we would start the show with, the Memphis Grizzlies beat a Houston Rockets team, uh, a bizarro Memphis Grizzlies team is what I call the Houston Rockets. A um, lot of good young talent on that team, Jason Smith. Um, yeah. My guy, Coach Dallas, who looks like um, looks like every coach I had, every middle school gym teacher I had, and every high school gym teacher I had. Very young guy. Uh, he looks like the cool coach that would open up the gym for everybody when you were in school and you know, just kind of stay laid back. He definitely doesn't look like an NBA coach to me at all. He just looks like a, a dude, a regular brother. But uh, shout out to Coach Salas. Uh, I think he's in a bad situation there, man. No I, um, I don't really know what they're trying to do there at all. That that organization, they have a – and when they got Chris Wallace on board, I was like, yeah, I know where this is about to go. I know the type of guy they're going to pick. If, if he had a name in high school and so for some reason didn't pan out in college or something like that, you're going to have – he's going to be a Chris Wallace special. Shout out to uh, jo- the Josh Christmas of the world. Um, that Houston team, when you look at them, Jason Smith, is there one thing? Is it several things? What do you think – why do you think that team with the young – because they've got – if you just start yelling out players, there's a lot of young talent in that team. You got Tari Eason. You got your boy Jalen Smith. You got uh, – Jabari Smith, I'm sorry. You got um, – Jalen Green. Jalen Green, of course, uh, the other kid uh, that just cut all his hair off last year. Uh, Porter Jr. You got Porter Jr. You got uh, uh, fake Pal Gasol. Single. Uh, single. <laughs> and I what's, know exactly what you're talking about. What's, what's the boy's name, man, whose body is looking terrible? Like, brother, you just got an NBA and just started eating too good. Um, Garuba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come off the bench. Yeah, they got a lot of nice young talent. You got uh Kenya Martin Jr. there as well. Yeah. Um, but they're just not putting it together. They're they're terrible. And they clearly appear to be and, and when you talk about tanking, it's not like you just it's not like the guys are gonna say, hey man, let's tank. You know, that's always an organizational thing. That's something that's done from the bench and from the management of the team. Um, these guys just aren't good. They're just no structure, they look like an AEU team, look like they're not running plays, all ISO. What do you think makes that team? So bad, Jason Smith, compared to teams like the Grizzlies, like the Thunder, like even the Orlando Magic, young teams that you see showing promise. Well, it's a it's a couple of obvious things. I mean, you don't have an all NBA point guard to sort of mm-hmm. that, that you can start with in terms of a pecking order. Right. Uh, Sam, I'm with you. They have a ton of talent. What it doesn't do yet is fit together. Mm-hmm. They haven't fa- they don't have a pecking order yet or at least one that's a, a consistent you know, on a night-to-night basis. Right. You, know, you, you look at Silas, how miserable he was. It does look like, I mean, I'm with you. You can't tell young guys to lose on purpose and they go out there and do it. But that said, I think everybody understands the situation. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 how do you put this? Are, are they putting their guys in the best position to win? No, no, they're not going to do that. I mean, they yeah. look at that Look at that, that third quarter last night. Um, so it's, Look, it, there's a lot of talent. There, I don't know. I don't know how much top level elite talent because that's what the Grizzlies have in both John Morant, Jaron Jackson, and frankly, you could say Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain yeah. I mean, 
it's, it's three guys who we expect to be perennial all-stars at some point. Two of them already are. You know, we think there's a chance for, you know, for 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 Jabari. We think maybe Jalen Green at some point becomes that. But keep in mind, too, you're in a West where the guard, you know, it's loaded at the guard position. So, yes. so it doesn't fit together yet. They appear to be tanking for Wimbanyama. And like I said, they're, uh, you know, while they're, while there's a lot of talent and good players, maybe good to great ones, they don't have anything close yet to, to, to no. a job rant, to an all-NBA type guy that at least, okay, here's where it starts and let's go from there. They haven't they haven't gotten to that point yet. And they don't have any vets at all. Uh, not a, I, don't, I don't remember a single vet, a single guy with any experience really on that team at all. I just think it's You're a terrible right. Exactly. Right. Because even if you get women Yama this summer, right, you've got guys on this team that have almost been programmed to be terrible. You know what I mean? Like who – who have a ton of bad habits that are going to be two, three, four years in mm-hmm. some of those guys and some of the, as far as the bad uh, habits are concerned. But um, it's, it's well, and, and then, and then to your point about Silas is a bad, he'll be out of there by the time they're actually ready to. Yeah, then you're like, you're starting all over again. Yeah. You, so, you yeah. know, he'll be shipped on out of there. And, uh, yeah. I, and you know, he, they, he's lost his voice. They don't listen to him. You know what I mean? It's like, so once you get, if you get Wimby, so okay, let's start, start, start playing basketball now. Like, how do you do that with the same coach? Like, right. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible situation. Uh, Desmond Bain had a good game uh, last night, 30-plus uh, points in the game last night. Good to see him bounce back. Dylan Brooks had a good game as well yesterday um, after terrible months of play for Dylan to see him. Um, maybe Houston is just what the doctor ordered, you know what I mean, to, to get those guys going. Uh, the Grizzlies next up against Denver on the road where the air starts getting thin, Jason Smith, where the air the elevation is frightful. Out there in Denver, the Grizzlies are heading out um, to take on the Denver Nuggets on Friday. Uh, any thoughts? What do you, any predictions? How do you feel about the game? What, what, what would make you feel like, of course, a win would be great, but what do you expect to see? What are some things that would make you feel positive after this? Uh, uh, looking for win number four in a row, I believe, against, against Denver. Um, you, well, you've split with Denver this, this year. So this is the rubber match. This is for the regular season series. Try to go up two one on them, but, but more importantly than, than trying to win a regular season, cause you're not going to catch Denver in the standings. You want to see if you want to see if defensively you can have some of the same kind of effectiveness. You held them to 94 points. It was a season low when you had them here at the mm-hmm. house. Now what we realize the Grizzlies are a much different team and it's almost night and day mm-hmm. between the, between FedEx form and on the road, but um, you said it. Houston's a nice little remedy to end the eight-game road losing streak. But you've been a team that has not imposed its will. You've been, you know, on the road. You've been a team that we've seen blow leads. It started with, you know, we with the Lakers with the Shannon Sharp game. You know, we saw we saw that on the road from this team. And so mm-hmm. that is saying is, can you? Th- this defense is back, or it certainly has been for the last eight games. They're only allowing 105 points. Two of the last three games, including against Denver, you hold your opponent to less than 100. Take that out onto the road here uh, and apply that kind of defensive pressure uh, against better teams than uh, than obviously Houston. And I'll feel real good about where the Grizzlies are and uh, holding off Sacramento for the number two seed. Like you've got a two-game lead now, and you are back defensively to number two in the league behind only Milwaukee. Uh, and you've done it without Steven Adams. The other part of that saying is hopefully on the back half of this trip, you're getting Steven back and that offense that's dropped off. You're, you're, you're hopefully moving back up. Cause remember last, last year, what was it? Fourth offensively, sixth defensively, you know, right now you got the defensive side back. You're number two, 
but you're, you know, 15, 16 offensively. I don't think that completely gets fixed until Steven Adams is back. So right now saying to answer your question, I'd like to see the Grizzlies continue to play a, a dominant high effort level of defense on the road against better competition in the West, starting with Denver on Friday night. Right. I think this game could definitely be a big uh, statement game for this team. Probably the biggest of the season. If you really think about it, um, I can't think of a game that we maybe beaten. Then we beat Milwaukee. And a pretty with everybody out there, y'all. They had everybody did. I don't know. Mil, uh, Mil, yeah, Mil, Milwaukee was missing somebody. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, if you go out here and you beat them. You go out there and you beat them on the road. Uh, it it kind of makes a, a big statement uh, to the rest of the Western Conference. You guys are, of course, listening to the Grind Season Podcast with Anthony Sane and Jason Smith. Follow us on Twitter. We can say that now. Follow us, uh, Grind Season Pod, uh, G R I N D S Z N P O D. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we got like sixty some followers already today. Shout out to you guys uh, for rocking with us. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the show. Uh, continue to listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, moving on, the news that we are kind of tired of hearing here in the city of Memphis. Uh, one of the biggest distractions we've seen. Uh, John Morant, I know what you did last summer. It just keeps popping up. This is another edition of <laughs> I know what you did last summer. For those of us in Memphis, uh, we've we've heard these stories. Um, some of us have heard the the uh the mall stuff as well memphis is one of those cities where man we're we're classified as pretty much a as, as a major metropolis city but we do have a lot of small time small town elements and news travels fast information travels fast so certain uh renditions of these stories have already been kind of passed around so we've get we're getting kind of frustrated man because we're, we're constantly hearing these things ja um signed a deal uh announced a deal with uh Powerade is their uh the face of, of Powerade, which is remarkable. In the same day, you get this information from the Washington Post. I was listening to Jeff Calkins today, and the way Jeff described it, Jeff Calkins, of course, Jeff Calkins show on 9290 ESPN. The way he described it is you see, it seems like they gathered this new information about um the that Powerade, about the uh, uh mall incident. And they had to spice that up, so they added the the um, the brawl with the 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 seventeen year old to add some spice to it, or to you know make the story bigger. Jeff also said that he thought that it, this was irresponsible journalism, um, and I think I'm kind of with with him on that. And I'm I'm trying to remove my personal Grizzly fan bias from all of this. You know what I mean, like. Um, and just looking at this for what it, for what it is, um, I've seen I've seen fans kind of all over the place. I've seen people like, okay, this is starting to get scary. This enough of this. Uh, I've been there when it, as far as this whole thing goes. And there's some people who are looking at John Morant as a flat out victim in this. Like, you guys are putting out false reports because in the report, as everyone knows, I can't remember the young lady's name, um, but she put she was saying that um, John basically had pointed a gun at the young man and she came back deleted that tweet and then fixed that whole statement saying that you know there wasn't anything pointed but john moran had a gun on him that may or may not have been visible uh at the time Candace where, she's a columnist for the washington post right exactly where where are you at on this is is ja a victim in this is no. he is he dead ass wrong um is he somewhere in the middle what do, what do you think about the entire situation just from yesterday's events? Well, I don't think he's a victim uh, mm -hmm. just because a new audience is learning of uh, 
of some things that Memphis may have already known. Mm -hmm. Memphis already knew some of these stories. The police report from the mall had been there for a while. No local, no local media had not reported it, uh, but that story had been known for a while. The new, the new detail in the the story about the seventeen-year-old uh, was the fact that the gun, you know, alleged that there was a gun in his waistband right. that was not in the police report from the mm -hmm. summer. So they had a few details. I think Jeff's biggest point, you know, that 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 I do tend to agree with. I, I don't know if saying if he was calling it irresponsible journalism because he said that if the Daily Memphian or Commercial Appeal had written that story because the mall thing had not been out locally, he'd have been fine with it. His point was that this is beneath the Washington Post. He thought. Mm -hmm. which, which isn't a clickbait, you know, outfit typically. And that a story about, you know, John Morant going to a mall, threatening a mall cop, uh, add in even, even with the one detail about the, the new detail about the gun that went in police report was beneath mm -hmm. them that they, you know, that, that, why, why would they do that story on John Morant? But, 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 but even in saying that, and, and, and I agree to an extent, um, You, what you got to understand is that you're not just talking about some, you know, all-star Memphis Grizzlies player. You're talking mm -hmm. about a guy who's on his way up to potentially being the face or one of the few faces of the league. Mm -hmm. When Michael Jordan had had, you know, was rumored to have gambling issues in a much different time, mind you, right. not without social media and everything else, mm -hmm. bro, the whole world was after that man. Right. And so, when you reach a certain status. Yeah, uh, brother, and, and you have incidents like this, you know, every small detail can be news. And so so that's why I, you know, I can't I, I, I stop. Forget stop short. I will not call John Moran a victim because mm -hmm. he brought this on himself with some of his decisions. Right. Now, is some of it pile on? So maybe a few organizations can get a couple extra clicks. Sure. But like I said, when when you've put out what he has and made the mm -hmm. mistakes that he has. All of this is uh, all of this is is fair game to an extent. Now, yeah. Candace Buckner made a mistake. The comments yeah. of Washington Post who said he pointed a gun that was factually wrong, and I would yeah. understand. And I understand Jaw's attorney's job ja being upset about that because that's nowhere close. That's a that's completely false. And so that now you're getting into a whole other world. But in terms of the Washington Post story, I agree with Jeff that hmm, weird that the Washington Post is writing this story. Oh, but it's news, just like just like he and everybody else told you. If the CA or the Daily Memphis and the local newspapers here getting that had gotten that mall police report, um, you know, it, it it's news. That the thing about it is, I, I'll just finish this thought up because there's so many layers to it. Right, right. We had this same conversation after the TMZ story breaks about Ja punching the 17 year old in his house. Said Ja's got to grow up, right? Mm -hmm. We had a similar conversation uh, after the Pacers incident. Where the NBA investigates Jaws' friends on the court, we say Jaws got to grow up. Right. So we've said what needs to happen with Ja Morant. Like that, there's nothing new there. Mm -hmm. The hope is now, and especially yeah, with Jaws, yeah. is that is that is that you don't have any more of these. You know right. that, that that you know I mentioned. I texted this to you. Phil Knight's hoping the same thing over at Nike. Power Eight is hoping the same thing. My gosh, are there any more incidents that you right. know? We have you? Is there anything you haven't told us about? And so yeah, have we done a have we done a thorough Google search? Of, because of saying, this is not hard. LeBron right. has given you the blueprint, mm -hmm. or when you when you've got potential like John Morant does, where you can't give them no extra mess, man. 
because yeah. they will absolutely look to go play in it and bring you down with it. Right. And so uh, in the end, man, this is all on John and, and tightening things right. up. But it's, th- that's not that that's the same speech we gave, you know, earlier. Hopefully, again, mm-hmm. two incidents from this past summer. We saw the thing with the Pacers with Devontae Packett's friend. Hopefully, we're, we're done with these sorts of incidents because yeah, there's too much at stake. And here's the thing. A, a wise man once told me that you can choose your actions, but you can't choose your consequences. You know what I mean? Like, and you can't you can't tell your consequences, hey, leave me alone or play fair or that's old news or why you got to bring up old shit. Like, it just don't work like that. Like, if you if you make a bad decision, you're it's, people are going to continue to put it in front of you and they might twist it up a little bit or they might assume things. You know, there was a fake tweet that went out yesterday about the league suspending John indefinitely, those type of things. And some guy went and did a voiceover of Adam Silver. Like, those things are going to happen, man. Like, this, if you make these type of bad decisions, this is what comes with those things. That, that That's the consequence of that. I hope Ja has moved past this. Um, like I said, man, he looked um, he looked like he was in good spirits, you know, at the game of the night. Um, it's unfortunate the stuff that happened literally almost a year ago is servicing. Like you said, we did have that incident in Indiana, and it happened about a month ago. So, John, I hope that this time right now, the fact that 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 these brands are continuing to endorse them, they're not blind to these things. I, I guarantee you that they were well aware of all of these things, that they existed. Um, they probably were as thorough or more thorough than um, with any, any type of media. Um, so it's good that these companies are aware of it. Um, and I'm, I see he's trying to take care of his business with it, and I just hope he continues uh, to do so. It's unfortunate uh, that here in the city, you know, we're constantly hearing this type of news, but uh, and being the butt of jokes and things like that. But I do hope that he ultimately just figures all this out, man, because like I said, he's one of the better players in the NBA, um, and you know, he can bounce back from this. We've seen NBA players do worse and bounce back from them, but um, John's got to figure it out, and, and I'm, I'm hoping this is something. I know he will. There's too much to lose. Yeah. Whether it's your attorney, your family, everybody's uh, smart people are are telling him the right thing here. He just got to, you know, treat Penny Hardaway, man. Derek, you know, Derek Rose, all those guys at one point or another in one thing, you become something else and you, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't bring uh, the past along with you anyway. So, yeah, I promise you can, man. All right, uh, and again, you guys are listening to the Grind Season Podcast here with Anthony Sane and Jason Smith. Thank you guys for coming out. We will wrap up the show with this final segment uh, where we kind of do a West overview, Jason Smith, talk about um, how teams are looking in the West. There was a lot of movement at the trade deadline. Um, it's just, just going to basically look at how teams are doing around us uh, in the standings, uh, so to speak. The Los Angeles Lakers, of course, had terrible news. Uh, LeBron James suffered a foot injury. He's going to be reevaluated in three weeks. It ain't many weeks left in the season, Jason Smith. The Lakers right. are now at 30 and 33, um, 11th in the West. Not looking too good for the Lakers. Can we eliminate the Lakers from play-in and playoff contention? Would, would you remove them from that? Or do you think they're – Play-in perhaps. But any any chance that that I, I don't – I think the chances that they come through it, even, even if they got LeBron back late at this point, are slimmer before LeBron's injury. You know, they're four and one since the trade deadline at that point, one, four, the first five. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, Stephen A's projecting them to get up to six. And, and, and listen, I hadn't gotten that high on them, but I was starting to believe with this blow, 
Nah, they they may yeah. make play insane, but I don't I don't see them coming out and providing the same sort of you know first round or beyond threat that they that they that they were, especially when now we're talking about three weeks. You know. Yeah. Thing that I think it in favor is that a team like the Jazz, you figure they, we keep assuming they don't want to be there, but they haven't tanked out yet, so they're still at nine in the West. You figure they may fall down. The Pelicans, I'm sure they, you know, I'm sure they want to compete. They're at ten. I think they still want to be there. I just think the fact that the Jazz may or may not particularly want to be in the playing could help the Lakers out. But you got a team like the Thunder, who was playing very well at one time. They've lost five in a row. They're at 13 now. They were ahead of the Lakers. Uh, they're now in 13. Portland, of course, wants to get in. It's going to be tough, man, but I, I don't I don't think the Lakers ultimately get in. The Dallas Mavericks, big win tonight. They were previously uh, losers of two straight. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic both had 40 points. Um, I don't take that team serious, man. Shout out to them for a big win against the Sixers, but – I don't think what I don't think Dallas is going to be right now. They're in seventh place. Um, everyone's so tight in the West, of course. I don't think Dallas is. Nah, man. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't take them serious. I'm sorry. They they could get it going. I could be totally wrong. I don't see it with Dallas. What say you? Jason? Nah, I mean it, it slows down too much of the playoffs for Dallas. You need too many defensive stops in the playoffs yeah, for man. Dallas, a team that's in the 20s defensively, uh, to be a threat. I think I th- I do think though them the Clippers. They're all fighting to be the sixth seed, so mm-hmm. that they, so that they can get a piece of Sacramento, which I, I you know, you got to feel pretty good around about you know finishing third, I, and and that, but they haven't won anything, and and what Sacramento doesn't know yet, much like the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago, is how much different the playoffs are. I think right. Sacramento's going to finish third, but these veteran teams like like Dallas and like the Clippers are all trying to finish sixth so they can you know get that Sacramento team. Round series and and out vet them and show them look, look there's a different way yeah. and a different way to win in the playoffs so um because yeah. because i'll be honest with you saying sacramento yeah offensively as good as anything we've seen in the league this year they're number one but defensively they're worse than dallas and so and and then you got to learn how to win in the playoffs mm-hmm. and lower lower scoring games everything else yeah. um whoever gets them as the six probably has an advantage even though that thing will obviously be you know sacramento will have a home court yeah the Clippers, uh, sixth in the West, uh, losers of three straight, which also lines up with the amount of games that Russell Westbrook has played for uh, the Clippers. They are um, losers of three straight. Three tough games, though. They lost to uh, Sacramento. They lost to Denver. Minnesota was the one that I watched and said, what in the world? Like, they yeah. lost Minnesota. Kyle Anderson and Edwards were, were, were yeah. killing them. And they had Kawhi out there saying mm-hmm. they had Paul George out there. Yeah, you know, I, I when when I saw that, I, I just expected more. Heck, I even yeah, you know, and, and maybe it'll look a little bit better. Westbrook, I do think, gives them a point guard option that they did not have. Yeah, I was talking, but Westbrook actually looks very good. With them. He does. He does. Yeah. He looked fine. He's looked fine. Yeah. But I don't know what it is saying, but something's missing, man. And Kawhi was playing. He's playing a ton of minutes now, and it's you know yeah. they, you know may, maybe maybe. You know, John was trying to tell me they're trying they're trying to uh stay there, stay around six. That this is all them trying to stay at six, them just like any Dallas or anybody else, so they can get all get Sacramento. Maybe so, but it's it has not looked good. I watched that Minnesota game, I shook my head and 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 because I had convinced myself, you know what, they've done all this load management, they are gonna uh turn it on here late. Right. And from what I've seen of late, man, it's hard to it's hard to get up or have a lot of faith in 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 the Clippers right now. 
Yeah. It seems like teams are, you know, which is a slap in the face, really. It seems like teams are trying to stay at six because I think if they get six, they get Sacramento in the first round and they yes. probably get us in the second. Their teams uh-huh. are going, yeah, they, they think that that's an easy route to the conference finals. But, uh, yeah, we got some funny ass. We're going to show them. Um, the Warriors, the winners of three straight, they're now at fifth in the West. Didn't make any deals. So I'm not going. I'm, I'm not really going to stay a lot, a lot of time on them. Um, they've had some pretty easy teams they played though in that three game stretch. I think Golden State is going to turn up uh, for real when they get Steph Curry back. So I'm not going to count them out. Phoenix Suns, uh, the debut with Kevin Durant uh, last night had a big game. Can't remember how many points he had, but it had 23 and 27 minutes. And, yeah, and, and, and didn't he play that many minutes? But he had a big game. They're going to be good for sure. Um, that team's only going to get better. Um, I don't think they pass Sacramento. I think Sacramento is good enough to hold them down. But, um, yeah, man, like Memphis Grizzlies are still sitting at second place, two games ahead of the Sacramento Kings, winners of three straight games. And with all the movement, the three teams at the at the top are still uh, so, so far. Um, yeah. You got Denver won two straight after losing to us. We've won three straight. Sacramento winners of four in a row. You know, those are still good teams, and they're good for a reason. Um, but, yeah, the West is just getting better, man. Um, uh, over on the other side, Milwaukee's playing incredible. Philadelphia, of course, Boston. Milwaukee, winners of what? They lost – no, they haven't lost, have they? 16 straight. Yeah, 16 straight games. Uh, I'm, I'm, I get them in Philadelphia confused. Philadelphia lost tonight. But, uh, the Bucks are winners of 16 straight. Yeah, man, this is going to be an exciting stretch uh, going down to the finish. Memphis Grizzlies, of course. Do play the Denver Nuggets on Friday. Um, big game, possibly, for the Grizzlies to make a good statement. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you guys follow us on Twitter at Grind Season Pod. Um, hope you guys can follow us there, continue to subscribe, share the podcast wherever you are, wherever you uh, listen to podcasts, subscribe to it, uh, do your thing. While we do our thing, we appreciate you guys. We're about to wrap the show up. Uh, This is Anthony Sane for Jason Smith, and keep grinding.